the Priory Society Podcast. I just started off with some kissing. I was with the husband and he was with his wife, you know, making out and whatnot. Somehow, the second guy came in and like put his dick in my face. Shit just hit the fan and all of a sudden we were in like a mini orgy. We got caught up, shit got out of hand and I looked over and the guy that Lynn really didn't like was fucking her and I'm like, what the? Do you guys know if he was wearing a condom? Welcome back to the Priory Society Podcast. We are very excited because today we have another edition of Confessions from the Swingers Next Door. And actually, it's Confessions from the Swingers from the Church Next Door because Lynn and Ryan, they are very involved in their church. In fact, they run a ministry and they're going to help us talk about being Christian, being religious and spiritual, and being active in the swinging lifestyle at the same time. This is a girl, like, for 18 years had not kissed another person, touched another person, but was secretly a freak inside herself, suppressed it out of guilt. I felt horrible, judged, but our marriage has never been more open and alive. Our love's never been deeper than when we do this together. Our understanding of each other. Oh, our understanding of of who Lynn is, of who I am, is so deep. I've never felt this way before. I've never felt more connected to the universe, Mm -hmm. to God, with Mm -hmm. my wife. We've had friends ask us what's going on around the time that this all came about, saying something's different. You guys have never looked happier or more in love. Did you uh, suck both dicks? Yes, I did. You're slutty. girl. I like you. (laughs) And you had both dicks in you. I mean, you fucked both these guys. Yeah. Within an hour. She's half Korean. Ooh. Oh, amazing. I'm looking at her picture right now. Great smile, real pretty face. Oh, I'd like spicy. to try your kimchi. <laughs> I'd like to moisturize it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's hot. Do you like Mexican guys? I'm just, listen, I'm asking for a friend. A valid question. <laughs> <laughs> a very close friend. <laughs> Welcome to the Priory Society. This sexy lifestyle podcast is for sexually open-minded people. Our listeners want to explore their sexual fantasies and desires by participating in the swinging lifestyle. This show is designed to chronicle our journey and experiences. We are not therapists and we do not give medical or professional advice. We broadcast for entertainment purposes only. This podcast contains explicit language and is intended for mature audiences. Hey, sexies, welcome back home to the Priory Society podcast. I am Isis, and I am in the studio, of course, with my very sexy husband, Eros. Your Mexican husband. I have tequila right here. Oh, si, salud, mi amor. (laughs) Casa amigos, reposado. Oh, si. Oh, si, muy bien. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm excited today. I am too. What are we talking about? Man, we are talking about a very important subject that actually so many of our listeners struggle with, and it's being religious and spiritual and dealing with the ethical dilemma and the guilt that comes along with that. They're all going to go to hell. <laughs> Some could argue that we're in hell already. We're, we're in if the you, living hell. If you live in Los Angeles, and if you've ever driven by Spring Street yeah. and those areas, yeah. that's it's pretty bad. hellish. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's bad. And not just Christian, any yeah. denomination. Absolutely. Any kind of being spiritual. Religious. Absolutely. Yes. 
Dude, yeah. it's a guilt trip sometimes. I've had it. I've dealt with it. But it's also a buzzkill. Yeah, I know. Because everything that's fun, you can't do. You're not allowed to do. You can't do anything that feels good. <laughs> or tastes good, right? Oh, like, yeah. a, like a personal trainer. Right, right. <laughs> We're excited, guys. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that we've been wanting to talk about for quite some time. We are experiencing, experimenting with our sexuality, our fantasies, opening our marriages to fucking other people, basically. And if you ever went to church or if you grew up in Catholic school like I did, you were told that sex outside of marriage or sex with other people. If you're not married, it's a sin. You're going to hell, sinners. So we have a very sexy couple on the line with us, Lynn and Ryan from Texas, and they're going to help us kind of dig into this topic and really hash it out because they're very active in their church and they can speak to this topic from experience. So Lynn and Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yes. Would you like <laughs> Would you like to open in prayer? Brother Ryan. No. Sister yeah. Lynn. Let's yeah. let's pass that. Let's pass <laughs> yeah, that's going to be pretty awkward. Right. You know what I mean, let's hold hands. Let's Here, bless this show. Let's hold wieners. <laughs> well, not, <laughs> not me. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, one of those Freudian right. slips. Right. <laughs> let's let's all pray before we fuck. Yeah. Right. Well, I think okay. that the beauty is that you can ask for forgiveness because dem the rules. I mean, I think <laughs> that is the rules. That is the rules. Isn't it right? Like you could yeah. be you could be freaky all week long, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know come. Sunday, 10 a.m. or whatever, or maybe go to the, the later one, the, the noon mm-hmm. service or whatever. You can go and, and wipe a clean slate, I guess. At least that's how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. in certain denominations, they, they do that. I, th- sure. I, I think they would tell you that it's frowned upon. But if you know yeah. the rules as closely as I do, right. uh, you can do that. And, <laughs> and in fact, I'll even dive in. Once you pass over and you're saved, actually, you're taken care of forever, really. But we'll get into that. Okay. So before we get into all the juicy stuff, Lynn and Ryan, give us the short one minute version of your introduction. How long have you been married? And how long have you been kind of experimenting in the lifestyle? Do you play soft swap, full swap, that kind of thing? Uh, we've been together about 18 years, married for 17. I guess we started thinking about swinging maybe 10 or 12 years ago, and oh, it man. just never came to fruition. We weren't ready, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Had little kids. And then um, back in the fall around September, we kind of had some stuff happen and started talking to each other extremely truthfully. And Well, yeah, and to add another 15 seconds to that, basically some truth started coming out between the two of us. And what we found was it was almost like a drug. Mm-hmm. The more, oh, yeah. The, the more real we were, the, and, and I mean literally it felt like, you know, we'd be in the middle of fucking just telling these truths, and it was like a drug. It was intoxicating. And so just like when you take a drug, you need more. To get high again, mm-hmm. we kept going deeper and harder and more truth more and fantasies, fantasies and, and, and brutal, brutal stuff. You know, a lot of realities came out, things that had happened in the past, just all these truths. Truths like what? Like before you even met each other or while you were married? Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, some. Oh, yeah, some to, um, hey, you know that guy that I've been, you know, hanging out in the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She works in. Uh, she. You know. I lead worship. She work. She's worked up in the AV booth running sound with this mm-hmm. other guy yeah. for five years. And she's like, Yeah. Hey. I fantasize about fucking him in the booth all the time. I you love know? that. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah just well, it, give us a it, co- it, give it, us one or two more because we want to know and our listeners want to okay, curve on them. Uh, you know, like uh, fantasizing, like uh, maybe I couldn't come, so I think about her sister. You oh. know, oh. Uh, <laughs> now is her sister pretty good? Uh, 
she's pretty cute. She's cute. Yeah. yeah. She's cute. She's, she's totally kinda doable. Bitchy, she's so kind of bitchy. So, you know, that's like, good. Yeah. That's always good. Because you know? I'm really not. So that's No, she's opposite. a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. You she, know, and just different things, you know, like um, uh, maybe somebody that we had talked to in the past since we've been married. Just like little things we shouldn't have done yeah. that just started coming out. Hey, you remember that movie I watched? What was it? Uh, Showgirls? Yeah, I masturbated to that when I was in high school. You know, yeah, stuff you know, just like that. Just, shit, just like the truth that we hide from everyday people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it just got more and more extreme as these weeks went on. And we got closer and closer. And, and, and that closer. was the thing. We noticed that more truthful we were, the darker and deeper it got. My gosh, it was like we were so freaking close. Now, you mentioned so, that you were talking about this 10 or 12 years ago. What yeah. were those conversations like? I mean, is, was it a show about swinging and you thought, hey, maybe yeah. a threesome oh, sounds cool? What was that like? Yeah. Yeah. You remember the documentary uh, Swinging in America, the lifestyle from like the mid 2000s. We watched that. And we would always watch shows on like HBO. We'd watch like, like Cat, Cat House. House. Yeah. On know? HBO. Like, yeah, Cat let's House. go to Vegas and <laughs> get a whore. Yeah, yeah. And then she would find herself looking up the girls. Fantasizing. fantasizing. Yeah. And then if I'm just being flat out honest, there was a married couple and the wife wanted to fuck me really bad. Mm-hmm. And the conversation yeah, happened of let's all swing. Now that never happened, but we were setting. We contemplated the idea. We contemplated you know? the idea, and she said it really excites me. You know, like I'm yeah. really turned on by this. Now, when was that conversation? How long ago was that? Twelve years. Oh wow! Oh, that was that long ago. Okay. Our child was really young. Yeah, so. you know, we we've been freaks since we were kids before mm-hmm. we even knew each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. we were always freaks, and and we were freaks when he we met. He was more open about it than I was. I I kind of suppressed a lot of it just because. She had guilt. She felt guilt. So she hid a lot of it, pushed it down, suppressed it. But we were kindred spirits and always enjoyed, like she said, the shows. We liked watching porn. I'll give you a perfect, yeah, real sex. I'll give you a perfect story of how I knew that we were going to be freaks. I'll never forget one morning I got up early. We were uh, dating. We were, were we well, we're dating? living together. We were though. living together, but we weren't married yet. And I knew this was the girl I was destined to marry when this happened. I got up at four in the morning and thought, you know, I'm going to look at some porn and jack off before she gets up. She'll mm-hmm. never, she'll never <laughs> catch me. I'll get this out. She walks in in the middle of it and just like with her coffee, like, oh, are you just working one out before we get up? Love you and walked off. And I was like, holy shit, this is the woman of my dreams right here. Because, you know, mo- I mean, let's a yeah, lot most of most women would flip out. A lot of divorces happen that way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Masturbation is taboo. You can't do that. Nobody does it. Right. Yeah. And she literally was like watching the Today Show and caught me like drinking her coffee. Like, oh, honey, are you working? That? Yeah. OK, great. Just come out when you're done. I love that. You know, and I'm, <laughs> I was like, dear God, this is my kindred spirit. Well, then. It just, I don't know what happened. Just Well, and then one day, like after you know, well, we, we got started, in a ministry, we got oh, in a ministry yeah, about two did. and a half years after that. And you can't do anything, you know, and we were all in in the beginning. Yeah. So we couldn't even go get a drink at a restaurant because, you know, it's lots of church goes around here. Right. You right. can't be but seen. Right. It, yeah. it just didn't. I don't know. There was just a lot of circumstances. Nothing came I mean, of it. We just it. never really went out and partied or anything. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we suppressed all of that. And now it's just come flooding out. It just, yeah, it really just exploded, you know, and then last I just, summer. I just texted him one day and I was like, hey, I think we should swing. Yeah. So all this is going on. You know, we're walking around high as hell, closer than we'd ever been, just intoxicated on this trip. 
truth and all this crazy. So yeah, because the sex was insane oh, during gosh. that. Oh gosh, it was like three times a yeah, day, it, it, like, hours. Hours. We would have these hour long. Our sessions. kids are in the living room and we're fucking. We're like, are they? Can they see us? Yeah, and and it <laughs> yeah. was just insanity. And one day it just culminated where she texted me and said, hey, I want to swing. And I was like, okay. And of course, me, I do everything all in. He I does. Si- he goes all in. <clears throat> I signed up on 15 sites and we yeah. were off to the races, you know. Dang. <laughs> so when was when was this text and when did you sign up for the websites? Was this back in September or? In October, I think. Early October? Yeah, early October. So that was just a few months ago, like, six months ago. Yeah. No, we're like, we're yeah. like six months in. Yeah. We're like six months in. Because yeah. our first experience was at the end of October. It was like a week after we decided to swing. Yeah. Okay, so Full swap. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, because the way I understand it, the mister is pretty much a religious scholar. I mean, he knows scripture. He knows history. Well, well, okay. so I was raised in the church. But to go a step further, I'm a worship leader, music minister. I've had a and I'm not going to give the name of it or get into it. But I had a very successful Christian rock band. We actually had a number two single. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Pull yeah. the charts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and not only that, I have a theology degree. I actually graduated with a 4.0. So wow, I, damn. I know my shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, we definitely want to talk about that because we obviously want to meet you. We want to know your story. We want mm-hmm. to know about you had something that happened in one of your swaps. And so we want to hear about that. But we do want to talk about that experience and any learning lessons that you'd like to share. We do want to talk about the guilt aspect. We yeah. want to okay. also touch on how people can reconcile their feelings of anxiety, their feelings of yes. depression, their feelings of I'm not good enough. Am I worthy? Can I still have friends in fellowship and meet with them and go over scripture? Can I still be a part of the community? Can I still go enjoy the donuts and the coffee on Sunday in the building and still enjoy a nice empowering message? Or am I banned from church? Do I have to just become a different person? So we want to ask you how you're able to process that in your head. And uh, it's going to be up to my sweetie boo over here. Sweetie, would you like to hear about their swap that had an interesting thing happen? Or you want to get into the religious stuff right away? You tell me. Well, I think let's get into the religious stuff to to start out, because I know that our listeners are very intrigued by that. And of course, they're interested in hearing your full swap story because there are a lot of learning lessons there. And it helps a lot of our listeners. As you know, we geared our show towards helping newbies and There are a lot of new people in the lifestyle that listen. There are a lot of people who haven't played yet. They're just thinking about it. And there are some people who have been in the lifestyle for several years that just can't seem to get their shit together. Or they're still struggling with meeting people and having successful experiences. So I know everybody's going to learn from hearing your full swap story. But let's get into the way you guys have kind of reconciled in your minds that, you know, the dichotomy of sex is sin and you want to feel good and have your partner fulfilled and have this beautiful experience with your husband and wife and you gave each other permission. So it must be okay. So how do you deal with the guilt that comes with all the religious background and upbringing? And how do you reconcile that with being in the swinging lifestyle? This is a very interesting situation. You know, I've came into this, I've thought about this for several days Mm -hmm. and I want to say off the bat, I wish I came with, a totally positive, like, here's the answer. I, I don't know if what I'm going to say, everyone's going to like, but it's my truth. It's the reality of what I've studied, what I've learned and what I feel. So let me back up to something you said just a minute ago. You really would be 
if your church knew that you were in the lifestyle, <clears throat> yeah, you would be ostracized. ostracized. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. You would be. But you will never be ostracized from Christ exactly. or God. Okay. So that's number one to know. You can release the guilt you're having because a lot of the guilt we're having is man created and pushed on us by these brick and mortar man-made churches. And let's be honest, the denominations are man-made. Uh, a lot of the, do- you know, a lot of the doctrine, dogma, that's all man-made stuff. Mm-hmm. Interpretations. That's exactly, that's a good way of putting it. It's interpretations. Yeah. I mean, if our church body friends, people that we've worked in the ministry knew that we did this. The majority of them. The majority of them. They would probably ostracize us, disown us. We would have to leave. Mm-hmm. It would not go well. Yeah. It, it just It's just the truth. Now, it comes down to, and I don't know how deep you want me to go. It oh, all comes down do to. It. Do it. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so to understand what the issue is, is first we have to understand the nature of God. Now, I'm not saying that me as a man, I'm just an idiot from Texas, but understand the nature of God and sin and what it is. It's just God is this perfect being, we're told in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. It's holy, perfect being who's eternal. So whatever the laws of the universe would have it due to that perfection cannot be, cannot be in the presence of sin. Okay. So we are sinful creatures. Now, he created us that way. We're sinful creatures, and our sin separates us from him. So if you go back to the Old Testament, you had the law, you know, the Jews had the laws they followed, et cetera. They had all these detailed rules, and it was so complicated, not even the greatest of the greatest. Even King David himself, who's considered one of the greatest, uh, he's one of the first swingers, right? Um, (laughs) Dang. one of the greatest men of the Bible, he couldn't even follow it. I mean, he was a pretty horrible person on a lot of counts. Can you tell so, our listeners why David was the original swinger? Uh, well, For people who he, don't know. Uh, I love that. He <laughs> he, uh, he basically uh, fucked the hell out of the hottest chick in town that was not his wife and was married to one of his best soldiers. Um, and listen, <laughs> and instead of just... And, and that, okay, so if that and then was, she got pregnant. And then she got pregnant. But if that wasn't enough, instead of just like coming clean, he engineered the death of her husband to cover it up. So you know, she could become so not only was he a swinger, he was a borderline psychopath. You know, but the point of it was <laughs> is there was no way to follow these rules and laws. Yeah, and so the ultimate final plan was okay. The world, the universe. You cannot do this on your own. I'm going to send an intermediary who will be that. Because, you know, they had to make all these sacrifices and do all these things to cleanse their sin, to be in the presence of God. He's like, okay, now that you see it's impossible to do, I've got a solution. So I'm going to send my son, my avatar, as the intermediary who's going to come and be the ultimate sacrifice for all time. I have found a loophole in the laws of the universe that's going to allow me to be my own sacrifice so my children can be with me even, you know, even though they are sinful creatures because I mm-hmm. love them so much. Okay. Yeah, I like nice. the way you put that. That's nice. great. Okay. So, we are now under that new I uh, I don't even get into covenants and stuff. We're under what they call the new covenant now, which we are 
ultimately forgiven. We accept Jesus as our Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I'm strictly talking about Christianity to all our other religious people out there. Right. We accept him in our heart. He's our Savior. And now he's that sacrifice. And through him, we have found the salvation. Now, technically, there are people who would tell you that once you have invited him into your heart, no matter how bad you are, you are still under that protection. Always. So Always, you'll, you'll be saved no matter what kind of sin you commit. That is, that is some thinking. There are others <laughs> who think you can fall out of that grace that he gives you, mm-hmm. right? I really don't have an opinion. That's something I've not pondered or meditated on at all. I wonder uh, if anal is I, covered, if I want to perform anal. On uh, I think it's it, covered. I think you're covered. So, so we'll say the, now let me go to the next step. The next part of this is there seems to be some misconception among the Christians that we're talking about that would reject you two that for some reason certain sins are worse than others. Right. Okay. But it is explicit that in the Bible, in New Testament, it states that if you've committed one sin, you've committed all sins under the law. Okay. So whether I come Mm -hmm. to your house and steal a stamp out of your drawer or Go fuck your wife. Or go fuck your wife or murder somebody. That sin to God is the same. Just as bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just as bad. So I think what happens, and the reason I say that is I'm coming back around to what we were talking about in the church's eyes. What doesn't affect me? Like, so, yeah, you know, I overeat. Yeah. Um, I drink too much. I drink too much, but I'm sure not a homosexual. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we point out the homosexual sin as that's the evil. But what I do is okay. It's it's the psychological thing where as long as I feel somebody's worse than me, then I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. So overeating or the four of us having a wild ass six hour swap. Love it. it. It's when do you want, when do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that first. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll overeat at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> you will, podcast listeners, you will only hear a brief pause, but it will be a six-hour pause. <laughs> <laughs> the well, magic of well, the radio. Show. I like I like the I like the idea of that six-hour swap. And then having a buffet, we'll wear our stretchy pants, maybe some sweats. Exactly, yeah. Right? And then we'll come back for a little bloated sex, right? A little chubby sex. <laughs> that's a victory that's lap. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. But, no, please continue. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's the point is sin is sin. So we have to understand whether we overeat, whether yeah. we have sex with somebody who's not our spouse, whether we've, it's all sin. Or whether I think about having sex yeah. with yeah. somebody. Yeah. They yeah. think it's the same thing. Just thinking about going, it, yeah. I was going through and uh, picking out scriptures to kind of go over with you. And I, I ran across the one that if you just think about it, if I just think about, if I just, if I just look at a picture of ISIS and it goes through my head for two seconds, I've committed yeah. adultery with her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I love it. I, you I, might as well it, fuck her, dude. You might. Yeah. You're all, you're already there. You were already there. <laughs> what? I, I mean, so we have to let go. You have to let go of, and I, I mean, it's you as you as the listening audience mm-hmm. of that guilt and the fact that now this is even bigger than swinging guys, though, because what I'm saying is this is even a deeper spiritual thing that I'm talking about. You have to just, man, I'm living my life the best I can. And, yes. and everybody in this room with me are broken. You know, a church is a hospital for broken Absolutely. people, you know, and I have to let go of the fact of who cares what they're thinking of you. Now, that's easier said than done. 
Right. Okay. It's easier said than done. I grew up in the church. I grew up going to Catholic school all my life. And I mean, I would approach sexuality with fear. I mean, if you masturbate, you're you're going to hell. If you lust after someone else walking down the street while you're with your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you're going to hell. If you have sex before you're married, you're definitely going to hell. I mean, there is so much that you're not supposed to do that's kind of ingrained in you. And you don't know necessarily why, but you go to church and, you know, everybody in there has committed, you know, how many sins and you think, gosh, why is my sin so bad? I mean, why is this the ultimate sin? But everybody, everybody in the church experiences that at some point. It's weird. Uh, My mother tells stories about uh, my grandmother, God rest her soul, who one time she asked her, she went to her mother to say, what is sex? And she was literally smacked and told, we don't talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn can tell you, even to this day, she's 67 years old and she is so ashamed of anything to do with sex. If it comes on TV, she leaves the room. It's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened? So it's ingrained, right? It's ingrained that yeah. for some reason, the sexual thing is like the paramount thing. <clears throat> now, what happened to me? was I had this crazy, angry, conservative mother, but my father was a sexual deviant drunk who didn't give a shit about anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I had this, you know, I'm like, you know, 10 years old finding his Hustler magazines. So the dad was the fun one, right? And And mom was the angry, pissed off, conservative Christian. So you can see where that kind of messed with my moral compass possibly yeah. growing up. So let me bring it all back around for you. So the first thing we have to do before I get into some of these scriptures, because the message I really would have for everybody is the truth of it is, even though I've laid out this foundation and framework that sin is sin, we're all broken, right. no matter whether you overeat or you fuck your neighbor's wife in the ass, whichever one it is, it's all sin. So I've laid that right. foundation. So what I would do is I want to read the definition out of the dictionary of adultery. And then I'm going to read some scripture, just just two or three. It won't take long. Yeah. Okay. The definition of adultery. <clears throat> this is out of Webster's. Voluntary sex. It's a noun, by the way. Voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and a person who is not his or her spouse. Now, that is swinging, correct? That sounds that fun. lifestyle. <laughs> So, okay. Well, first, let's go to the original. This is Old Testament, though, right? So we have an issue. We're Old Testament. This scripture's under the Old Covenants, so Jesus hasn't came yet. Right. Exodus twenty fourteen. right dab smack in the middle of the Ten Commandments. You shall not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go forward to uh, the New Testament. 1 Corinthians six eighteen. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside his body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Now, this may be where some of the thoughts of sex being a worse, a little worse sin. But I think the writer was just trying to say where I might steal from you. I hurt you. But when I do sex, I hurt myself. Here's Hebrews 13, 4. Marriage shall be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. I mean, technically, I could stop right there. Yeah. That could be the mea culpa or whatever, however you want to say it, that says, no. Let's see here. Jeremiah thirteen twenty seven. Your adulteries and lustful names are shameless prostitution. I've seen your despicable acts. I've got like 15 scripture here. 
but hit Proverbs 632, a man who commits adultery <laughs> has no sense and destroys himself. There's like 50 that technically and specifically say adultery is bad. You're going to burn in hell. This is where it comes from. This is where everybody who's coming at you, us, the community against the lifestyle, the homosexuals, the LGBTQ, all these people. This is where this is all coming from. They are seeing, you know, the definition of adultery, and then they're connecting it to all these scriptures in the Bible. Now, so with that said, if we're going to live theologically and by the Bible, my answer is no, you cannot be a swinger. Now, here I am. Here we are. What does that mean? How do we reconcile that? I really haven't reconciled it because I'm going to be honest. I'm in the middle of a faith crisis right now. Yeah. So I don't know if I was the right person to have on the podcast or not. Dude, you just fucked up all of our listeners up. Right? They're all like, they're, they're tying their nooses, fucking sharpening their razor blades. They're whipping themselves. You Thank know? you for the solution, yeah. fucking Ryan. Pastor Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I told Christy, I said, I don't know if it's the today we were driving. I said, you know, this could be really good or really bad. I'm right. not sure. You're like, that's uh, the last time I come to you for advice. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Hey, so I'm thinking about this thing, you know, <laughs> should I continue what I'm doing? Like, well, it depends. Do you like eternal flame? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, I just, I just went to hedonism or whatever. How many Hail Marys and our fathers am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn it, dude. But, uh, oh, that's funny. So, I mean, basically, well, this is the way I look at it. I think we're adults and at a certain point you can accept the dogma that you were taught and you can always just say, well, fuck it. I'm an adult. I was taught this thing growing up, but I am a free mind, a free spirit. I can make my own decisions and I can come to my own conclusions based on my relationship with God or whatever God that means to you and my relationship with my spouse and my partner in life. And if it feels good to you, then you know what? It's okay. And if someone out there is listening and they want to say the grand architect of the universe or yeah. supreme exactly. grand architect or whatever, that's fine, too, because I understand we have listeners from all faiths mm -hmm. and all backgrounds. Yep. So we want to make it kind of generic so that they can feel uh, us, they uh, can understand it. But yeah. at the same time, because our guests, Lynn and Ryan, they're coming from the Christian perspective. That's and right. so they can speak to that. Now, yeah. we haven't even touched the Council of Nicaea and the translations oh, yeah. and the approvals and what's going to be in the good book, right? I mean, all mm -hmm. that is all subject to translation as well. Oh, oh you're, you're, you're going down a bad path with me. I've read a ton of books on this <laughs> stuff, okay? I study. Here's what I didn't know. When you go to actually get your theology degree, yeah. they dig in and teach you all this stuff deeply because they want you to understand every side of what you're getting into. Yeah. Right. So you're right. We could sit here all day and say, let's go research the books that were left out. Let's right. research mm -hmm. the books and why they were left out. That's you know right. what I mean? So right. you, you go down that path, then all of a sudden it changes everything. I totally agree with you. 100%. Yeah. It really does. I mean, you, you, we could end up talking about the book of Enoch. We could end up talking about fallen angels and the Nephilim. And we, we could start going off oh, the deep goodness. end, yeah. the dark side. I mean, we, we could start talking about giant skeletons and the Anunnaki and the, I mean, <laughs> In which direction? And I think this is the big confusion mm -hmm. with a lot of the listeners who say to themselves, look, I don't go to church on Sunday. I'm not all into that stuff. But 
I have it within me that I love to feel good. I love touch. I love pleasure. I have uh, what Eros and Isis call the swinger DNA yeah. gene activation. Mm-hmm. Then that's what we call that. We like to say that everyone has the swinger DNA potential within them, meaning that everyone has the capacity to swing when they can just give themselves permission, get permission from their spouse and have a great supreme communication where everyone's good. Everything's above board and yes. they don't have to cheat. They can just have fun together and maximize their life and live without regrets, right? Live powerfully Absolutely. Uh, for the short time that we're on this planet, a very short span. When you compare the age of the earth and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the cosmos, I mean, yes. we can get deep and I know you can talk about this stuff, bro. <laughs> and uh, which is why I'm very, very excited. Excited, but here's the plan here. Now we just made a bunch of our listeners want to quit the lifestyle because you fucking <laughs> you started spitting out all the scripture about how it's wrong. So now we need to find supporting scripture that says, "Hey, you have free will," yeah. and you know we okay. need to. And I mean, not necessarily find scripture, I've but I've got it. I wanted to give the depressing side first, and okay. then I wanted to give a three-minute dissertation good, good. on the other side. That's great. So. Okay, everybody get off the chair, take the noose off your neck (laughs) and listen. So whatever you prescribe to God, Christ, like you said, this great architect, whoever, one of the greatest throughout the Bible and all holy books, everything. We are told that the greatest power in the universe that holds it all together is love. And we are taught throughout the Bible, throughout other holy books and ancient scripture. Marriage is the greatest thing that was given to us. Just love between whoever your significant other is, right? Okay. So I'm just going to tell you from our personal experience, I lived this life of guilt. I felt horrible, judged, but I've never been closer our marriage has never been more open and alive. Our yeah. love's never been deeper than when we do this together. Our understanding of our each un- other. Oh, our understanding of who, who I, we are. of who Lynn is, of who I am, is so deep. And I feel more connected to the universe than I ever have. Yeah. Yet when I prescribe in the other direction and try to fit in, I'm doing air quotes, with these people that would reject me, I feel horrible, yeah. miserable, not myself. Like so, we don't belong. Like I don't belong. But when I connect with Lynn and we do this together, I feel more connected to her and in love and in love with the universe than I've ever felt. So, okay, I've got all this stuff I can read and people screaming at me about this is the way it is, but I know how the hell I feel. With Mm -hmm. my wife, who's allegedly the love we have is the greatest gift there is in the universe. Okay, so that's my reconciliation. The way I feel, I've never felt this way before. I've never felt more connected to the universe, Mm -hmm. to God, to her. And if marriage and love are the greatest, and not not just marriage, just uh, your lover. I don't want to limit it to marriage because, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's the way I reconcile it. Right. I feel connected and alive in a way I never have. We've had friends ask us what's going on around the time that this all came about saying something's different. You guys have never looked happier or more in love. And they said, you know how, you know, the fake Facebook pictures of happiness. Mm -hmm. We've had multiple people like, no, 
not the bullshit pictures. Like you bastards look happier <laughs> than we've ever seen two humans look in these Facebook pictures together. Like you, it's exuding between the two of you. Something mm-hmm. has changed. Something is different. So how can that be bad? How can that be wrong? Right. You've got to wonder if swinging was so bad, why would that experience enhance and magnify the connection and the love towards your partner, your best friend, your soulmate. And we've heard it from so many of our listeners. And if you're out there listening and you're thinking, you know, is this a good move for you in your relationship? My husband and I have experiences too, that we were already so much in love and our sex life was amazing and we were each other's best friends. But since we've gotten into swinging and since our experiences in the lifestyle swapping with other couples, our communication is through the roof. It's just so much more open and honest and real. There's no topic that's off limits. It's just, it's been one of the best things. And I never knew before we started this that I could feel more in love with my husband. And so many of our listeners have experienced the same thing. I think the listener needs to realize that it's a different level of honesty. Yeah. And that will enable you to feel even more connected now, when we talk about connection, I'd love to connect with Lynn. She has a good ass, dude. I was looking at her at her Instagram. Oh, she's a cutie. Well, she has, like I've a nice senior picture. Nice booty, dude. And and looking at her face, she has like a little Latina or Filipina like mixed, type look. Mi- she's oh, definitely mixed. Oh, keep trying. She's she's half Korean. Ooh. Oh, amazing. And I'm looking at her picture right now. Great <laughs> smile, real pretty face. So she can make a a, a mean um Kung Pao chicken or what? No. Or is that's not that's not <laughs> Korean? Kimchi. Korean food, yeah. Kimchi? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like spicy. to try your kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to moisturize it. <laughs> no, listen, guys. Oh um, look, I have in front of me a, a holy Bible, all right? And mm-hmm. it has a, a Masonic square and compass on it. So one of the things I think the listeners don't know is that for years and years, I was in the uh, Masonic Lodge yeah. as a Freemason. Me too. Me too. Me yeah? too. Yeah. And, so, and go ahead. You, what role did you play at the lodge? Well, one of my roles for many years was I was a chaplain. So yep. I'd say all the prayer, yeah. um, opening lodge, closing lodge during degree yep. and during ceremonies, all the prayers. Yep, and every time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Super well versed in all this good yes. stuff. And this was pre lifestyle. So I think about it now and I, you know, some of the things in masonry and you know, I guess brother Ryan would understand now, mm-hmm. right? He goes to fuck other people on Saturday night, and then on Sunday morning, he goes to walk with the Lord and, <laughs> and sing all the Hillsong songs yes. and all the Jesus culture songs oh, and all of the, um, I'm sure you guys probably know, all. do you guys know these songs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We, I've done, yeah. Hundreds we, of times. We all love the, that the rock band stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nowadays, I, go ahead, go ahead. I want you to flow. Yeah. The band we had was a, and we still have it, a Christian rock contemporary. Yeah. It's yeah. Super active right now. Yeah. We're, yeah, it's not super active. Yeah. We're um, in different endeavors. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. You're we, too busy. We fucked, we fucked one of our backup singers and that kind of yeah. threw things off a little bit. Yeah. So I do want to ask you about, did you give us the positive part of the scripture, the love, or was there another nice positive part of it before we hear about your swap and Mm. you know what went on with that? I think that's That's about it. That's it. I mean, we're told throughout the Bible and I know Lynn had told me that in getting to know you all that you had led Bible study at your house, right? Oh, I'd, mm-hmm. it, all women's groups too. My lady would lead oh, the yeah. women's, and I'd be looking at the girls in the surveillance camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's just, it's just, I mean, 
faith, hope, and love, and of these, love is the greatest. We are, you know, with all these harsh, burning hell, sin messages, this one thing keeps creeping on top of everything. Love, love, yeah. love. Yeah. You know, Jesus, love. Uh, all religions, all faiths, it, you know, uh, love. Yeah. And I just know that the love between her and I became so deep. And I became so open, felt more spiritual than I had yeah. my entire life. Yeah, it's and amazing. I'm Absolutely, like, there's, there's something that's just not right with this man-made version. That's right. Yeah, what I'm getting. Okay, so there we get into it: the man-made version versus when I'm feeling this universal spirit come into me, and how I'm feeling in our relationship now. And you know, you were talking about the honesty. You know, look. When we're totally honest and there's not a thing hidden, do you know the freedom that you have in that? Amazing. Mm -hmm. You're a scary human. You have nothing to fear. When there's nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. And I think that makes the love deeper because I have no fear now in our love. There's yeah. no fear. I'm not hiding anything from her. That's amazing. And she's accepted me 100%. That truth was accepted. I accepted her truth. She accepted my truth. And it made me love her more and her love me more. So how can that be wrong? Yeah, it can't. Well, I mean, you become congruent and that's it. Yeah. You're with the love of your life and you're growing both spiritually. You're having a beautiful physical experience as eternal souls. I mean, what could be more beautiful than that? And I, I mean, think anybody in the church would look at you two and wish they had the relationship and, yeah. and the energy and the loving energy. Do. Yeah. 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 Man, we've pulled up to church before and, you know, the listeners will probably relate to this. So we're in the parking lot at church and there's fighting going on. Get the fuck uh -huh. out of my way. That's my parking spot. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. And then, you know, some people with fancy cars take up two spaces. Mm -hmm. Right. And then here we come and we're like, hey, man, do me a favor. Can you move your car over a little bit? Why would I move it? I mean, do you know what kind of car that is? I'm like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah. And so all of this weirdness mm -hmm. at church in the parking lot. Right. And then, you know, the donuts, like there's one left and then someone will grab like four and, and take them to the back pew. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're by yourself. You just grabbed four donuts <laughs> yeah. and you have all these, all these personalities, right? Yes. <laughs> and you're, you're right, man. I mean, the church, it's full of people that are needing help. Yeah. And I do believe that the big self-help component especially with these huge uh, seeker-friendly churches that are out there that with the beautiful rock band and the inspirational seminar mm -hmm. slash motivational script, a little bit of scripture, maybe 10% yeah. scripture, and the rest just uh, Tony Robbins stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing. We have friends that do church planting, and we would help them. They, mm -hmm. They'd uh, put together their curriculums, right? And then they'd have a series of churches all kind of going over the same thing exactly. in like a three-week series every, or whatever. Every few weeks, yep. Yeah. We were around that for years. Mm -hmm. And then watching the truth about people in the parking lot, the aggressiveness, like, hey, I, I, are you going to flush that? You just left a log in the toilet, dude. You're in church, <laughs> right. man. Hey, that's my fucking seat. Get the yeah. fuck out of my seat. Yeah, you need to stop eating at that Mexican place, man. Right, you know, breakfast you need, burrito. Yeah, no. That's, no, but uh, so anyway, here's what we want to do. We know that we can open up the can of worms. Mm -hmm. we, we can sit here and, and talk about from scripture to what if and all that good stuff. But you made a great point, excellent point, that you're feeling so connected and so in love. And it seems to be magnified. It's something that I feel with my wife as well. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk to listeners, when we talk to other people that are in the lifestyle, they all say the same thing. And then we have to wonder the man-made 
rule book and the church and state run people, political science, right? Let's keep people in line, fearful. Yeah. And then you hear, I talk to some of my uh, biblical scholar friends and they say, hey man, you know the reason why they took reincarnation out of the Bible, why I never really made it in there is because people would be really lazy. Yeah, I'd just come back in my ne- next life. <laughs> right. right. I don't know if you've ever heard that, bro. Brother Ryan, did you ever hear that aspect? Yes, yes. yes. And yeah, we learned, I learned it in school, yeah. <laughs> they'd come back really lazy because hey you're just going to come back anyway so fuck it right. Yeah. Right. right and so we're governed by mass media church and all that. and i think at the end of the day people want to belong and if you feel good going to a church the building for the coffee and the donuts and that makes you feel good i think that's great listen we visit church even now sometimes i mean yeah do we feel a little bit Odd? Do we feel a little strange? A little little bit. Not really. I mean, we used to go to church and and we used to go like looking at all the couples. I mean, we used to go to dinner with these couples and fantasize about about doing stuff with them. Church people. (laughs) Did you guys do? Did you guys ever do the same thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're fantasizing about fucking Lynn. You're fantasizing about fucking guy in the booth running the audio at church. Yep. That's amazing. That's hot. Do you like Mexican guys? I'm just, listen, I'm asking for a friend. It's a valid question. <laughs> <laughs> a very close friend. Yeah. Meet us in Vegas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I guess you try anything once, right? Yeah, right? absolutely. That would be fun. Hey, so let me ask you a question. Now, you guys have done one swap or more than one? One full swap. Well, we've done, we've done one. Matt, well, actually, it was a six oh, way. It was actually a six way. Yeah. But we have had other experiences, threesomes, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And then so you, where did you have the issue? Was it during the group play or was it with one couple? So about a week after we got on the um, different sites for swinging, um, we had talked to several couples, you know, and gotten kick and all this stuff and kind of gotten into the whole lifestyle. We had um, joined a club where you had to be a member to be able to attend one of their events. And we decided last minute to go to the club for a Halloween party. Mm -hmm. And we had talked to a couple that said they were going there. And we decided at the very last minute, like five o'clock and it's a, what two hour drive? Yeah, they were fairly fuckable hot. Yeah, oh, we're yeah, like, they yeah, were let's go have looking. some fun. Yeah, yeah, they were like, come on, guys, come on down. So we, you know, jumped in the car and went down there, and not expecting anything. Well, we had even talked in the car, like, hey, it's just me and you. This is our first time. Let's not get crazy. If anything, let's fuck each other. Yeah. Just take it all in. Yes. That's right. See what you know in the car. Mm-hmm. We're talking this yeah, way, right? Way, like giving ourselves pep talks and like what's going to happen. And yeah. but then we stop at a gas station. And he's like, well. Better be safe than sorry. Let's pick up some condoms. I was like, okay. Yeah, so I blurred the lines right after. Yeah. <laughs> That's a smart man. You need to have You're that. prepared. You need to have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So we end up going, and this is the first time at this club. And when you're a first timer, you've got to stay in this line and they've got to pretty much vet you, you know, make sure mm-hmm. you're who you are and whatnot. And we were staying there waiting, and the couple in front of us said, Hey, aren't you Lynn and Ryan? And we were like, oh, and it was the couple. It that was we, the fucking couple that, that we were hooking we were up with. Going yeah. to meet there, they did, recognized us. Did they and look we good? Chatting. In, did they look and good in person? Oh yeah, yeah, Sexy. yeah. She was she was better than him, but whatever. <laughs> that's that's usually common. the case. That's common. Why is it like? I don't yeah, understand. That, that uh, is it's the, the problem. Case, I don't know. But anyway, sure. but anyway. Now, had you decided that you would play with this couple? I mean, were you going there with that ambition of like, hey, if it's going to happen, we're going to do it. It, it was, it, we hadn't decided anything. It was just, you know, get in the it, door. It was a blur, yeah. get in the door, the yeah. lights mm-hmm. and the sound 
smoke and we're we're doing what are we doing and it's exciting and we're dipping our toes all in all kinds of couples around that's right you know. so let me let me throw the wrench right off the bat so we go in and this other couple walks up and, and starts talking, and starts talking. turns out this was a couple that had connected with them as well on the site and they had went to dinner with now before, the before unbeknownst mm-hmm. to me our couple had already decided we don't like them and to uh, even give you another dimension okay so lynn had looked at their profile like a week earlier and like i don't like them yeah for whatever I, reason i don't like him yeah him for whatever reason and so here they are and then we find we found out a week later our couple didn't really want to hang out with them either but they kind of just <laughs> they're they being nice on. They they were being yeah. nice, right? Yeah. Right. So and they latched on. And they latched on. So we all hang out. We get the tour. Lynn starts drinking, and and I had forgotten to eat dinner because you know excitement yep. and everything and whatnot. And so I had quite a bit to drink, I guess, and you know nerves play. And we were up in like kind of like a, a room. I mean, it wasn't a close. Yeah, yeah it was just, people could come and go. People come and go, yeah. and all hell broke loose. Yeah, it just like started off with some kissing. I was with the couple that we meant to meet. I was with the husband, and he was with his wife, and just like you know, making out and whatnot, and and then shit just hit the fan, and all of a sudden we were in like a mini orgy. And 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 the other couple were new to and did not have any of the etiquette, or etiquette of consent. Because let's be honest. Consent is a big deal. Yes. Right. Um, so this is the the undesirable couple, yes, right? The yeah, latchers, yeah. and they kind of followed you around yeah. to the playroom. So you guys were all involved in the six way. Right. Where we orgy. should have said, "Hey, y'all are really nice, but we're not interested in playing." Right. Mm-hmm. We, we got right. caught up. We got caught up. Shit got out of hand, and of I look over, and the guy that Lynn really didn't like was fucking her, and I'm like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck?" doesn't even like this guy you know and then she's making out with the guy she liked and so i'm i'm confused as what the hell's going on we're kind of glossing it for time but all hell just broke loose and classic classic i got hard for about five minutes and this all lasted an hour and a half i don't remember how long it lasted so so when you (laughs) ryan let me ask when you looked over and you saw lynn engaging with these two guys, making out with the guy she liked and getting fucked by the guy she didn't really like. Did you like just stop? Did you go over and say uh, something to her? Or did you kind of hang no, back I, and you're just kind of like deer in the headlights saying, well, what do I do? Or, all right, I'll just, I'll just keep playing with the chicks. If my wife's having a good time. I was confused at first. Mm-hmm. I was only with one guy at a time. Yeah. She was only with one guy at a time. So okay. let me, yeah, yeah. But I'm confused because he had, he had never seen me with anybody else in what I ne- seventeen years. Yeah, I'd never seen her with anybody. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. not, but that but that wasn't really the whole even the issue. I was so anyway. I, I couldn't get hard. I got hard for about five minutes and played for about five minutes and ended up just sitting in the corner and started having a lot of anxiety. She came over to me to ask how I was doing, and I said, uh, "I'm not doing well." Can you just kind of like hang with me for a minute? I can't get hard. And she was just in her own space. I don't man. remember hearing any of she that. She was intoxicated and just walked off and went and fucked somebody else. And so like I sat there for like well, an hour. I fucked the husband of the couple that I wanted to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we're all just mm-hmm. sitting around. Okay. I didn't know that everybody else wasn't playing. Lynn, who, who was the better? Who was the better fuck? The one you liked or the one that was a little bit more undesirable? 
absolutely the one that I liked because the other one, I kind of came to my senses after a few minutes and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. And so I literally like mid pump, I said, um, excuse me. And I just walked. I I do remember. I do remember her just pushing him away and walking off and he sat down and almost burst into tears. I do remember it was that. Bad, I know. It, it was a it was a shit show, I'm telling you. Now, well, do you guys know if he was wearing a condom or did oh, he just absolutely. go and rock? Okay. She yes. did, mate. I do remember her. That's what confused me because I saw her get up and go get a condom. I'm like, well, she's getting a condom actively. She wants to fuck the guy. Well, what mm-hmm. happened was I was uh, making out with the first husband and then somehow the second guy came in and like put his dick in my face. And I'm um, the I, undesirable, the undesirable one. He yeah. didn't ask me or anything. Now, the, the first guy, we'll call him John, I guess he would ask me, is this OK? Or, mm-hmm. or you know, do you want to go further or something like that? Because they knew we were first timers. Yeah, they, they knew we, they, they had they respect. Yes, so, yes. So they were kind of privy to our situation. But the, the other guy had no etiquette and he didn't ask me anything. He just like stuck his dick in my face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was drunk as hell. So uh, apparently I started sucking his dick or something. And then I guess he assumed since I did that, that I wanted to have sex with him. And so I think in my mind, like there was like a battle of like, What's happening? What am I mm-hmm. doing? How do I get out of the situation? Did he have a pretty good dick, though? I mean, was it pretty nice? I don't, I don't remember. Who had the bigger dick? The undesirable guy or the one you like? Yeah, yeah, he you know, saw. He, I saw the undesirable. Saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the guy sober. that she wanted, bless his heart, it was not big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other guy. So she, but at least you got to try them both. Yeah, now, I guess you could say that. Now, did you? Did you? <laughs> did you uh, suck both dicks? Yes, I did. You're slutty. Naughty girl. I like you. <laughs> and you had both dicks in you. I mean, you, you fucked both these guys. Yeah. Within, so that was within an hour. Surprise for Ryan. And he did fuck one girl. It, it didn't last long. But, but she said it was like a magic dick. I will say that her oh. her husband, uh, we talked a few days later. We're still friends with them. And we're still friends with them. And he said he was feeling insecure because she had made sounds that she had never made before. Mm-hmm. And she'd been talking about my dick for like two days straight after they got home. <laughs> and so he was like, whatever you're feeling right now, don't you worry. I'm going through some shit at home myself dealing with whatever your dick did to her. Oh, so you were actually, <laughs> right. you were hitting some angles, man. You were, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Ryan, yeah. did you did you end up coming? Did you finish? No, no, no. I did not. It, it, it was like uh, I don't know if it was the stress of it all, or you know. And, and I'm told in hindsight by a lot of guys, even super experienced, like, look, it still happens to me. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll be in a situation and I just can't get hard, or the meds don't work, or mm-hmm. you know. So it was just I don't know. And you got to understand, leading up to this, you got to know the emotional roller coaster we've been on for a month and yeah. a half, right? Definitely. Like we've been on this journey of 18 years coming down to all this shit. And so I took it a little harder than I expected I would. Now, um, was it when you say you took it hard? Was it that you were looking at your wife and you're like, damn, she's, I, you know, she's I, quick I, to fuck or no, this is really easy for her? Well, we called it well, the bell of the ball. She, well, OK, two things, two things here. One was that, like, holy fuck, she didn't fucking hesitate a millisecond. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, it really took me by surprise. She fucking ducked the water, bell of the ball. Like, it was like Navy SEAL taking the shot on <laughs> Bin Laden. I mean, just like, she didn't fucking hesitate. That was one. Yeah. 
The second was, is I needed her. And, and in hindsight, because I'm going to give you the after of what my perspective is now, it's so much better. It was mm-hmm. a miscommunication. A miscommunication. In a moment I needed her, I felt abandoned. I said, hey, I need you just for five minutes. Just mm-hmm. sit in my lap for five minutes. Let's talk. And she just acted like she didn't hear me. She but left. She left me. Now, she was plastered drunk and I didn't know it. You we know, were all in the same room. We were room. all in the same room. It was loud music. Mm-hmm. And he could have got just stood up and been like, hold the in fuck In hindsight, on. I know now that I could have stood up and said, hold on, hold on, everybody. Five minutes. You know? Yeah. And, 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 no, and if anybody would have had a problem with that, that's on them. You know, that it should have been okay for me to say, hey, I just need five minutes. You know? Of course. Uh, and I didn't do that. So something we've talked about. So, yeah, it was rough. For a week or two. I was a little bitch and it took me <laughs> some time to address it all and just process. Now, in hindsight, your podcasts have helped me and I'm going to tell you why. I'm not going to get specific, but I've listened to several where people have talked about these horrible first experiences and, you know, upset, felt scammed, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to a fucking sex club with experienced swingers. What the fuck did I think was going to happen? Yes. Okay. We're adults. We're adults. So that all kind of hit me as I was listening to some of the people on the podcast, not just your other podcast too, kind of whining about their first experience and they felt taken advantage of. And we, and we might've been, but guess what? I'm a 44 year old fucking man. It's, (laughs) it's on me. I went to a fucking sex club with a hot ass wife with experienced swingers. What the hell did I think was, so I have a perspective now yeah. of, we signed up for well, it. I signed up for it. Yeah. You know, uh, we I just did a few things wrong. We just did it. We, we went a little fast. We didn't communicate. We now know not to get plastered drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now know that when you're in that situation that, you know, you're, everything's heightened, like excitement. Oh yeah. You're just going. Yeah. Yeah. All that sex is around you. And just like, you know, people fucking or just like it's just crazy so crazy shit's gonna happen yeah now lynn did you enjoy that first experience or did you walk away thinking hey we could have done some things better what were your takeaways after that club visit? Um, i definitely know not to get plastered drunk <laughs> prior to any kind of playing mm-hmm. um that's one but did you like it she's asking if you liked it yeah i mean i did like it how many guys did you fuck do what? Go ahead. How many guys did you fuck? Just two. Well, and then when we got home, I fucked my husband. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So you ended up reconnecting with your husband. Mm-hmm. And hey, uh, yeah. Ryan, your dick worked just fine, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. When we got home, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Isn't that I amazing? Yeah. It's amazing. I might have actually hurt her probably on an accident. <laughs> you it might, was quite the uh, emotional I, sex. It was emotional and aggressive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Super passionate. And you were getting yeah, in deep, super probably. Passionate, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and super it hot. continued that whole week. Like, Definitely. it continued for a while. And I think that was another problem that took some time to get over was, you know, this is a girl, like, for 18 years had not kissed another person, touched another person, but was secretly a freak inside herself, suppressed it out of guilt. Well, all of a sudden, I took that lid off for her, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So that's a, that's a hell of a warp on somebody's head. And here I was needing her... Like I was an emotional wreck for a week, mm-hmm. but she's like, I got to fucking swing again. Right. So like, when are we she's going like out again? Yeah. Out. It took some time for us to finally meet in the middle. Yeah. And me 
be like, okay, grow the fuck up and say, okay, it's not that big a deal. We're in love. And it took her a while to come to the middle too and go, okay, you're right. Communicate a little better. And it, it, man, it's made us better. It's made us stronger. I mean, for a long, for like a month, I was pissed off and insecure and would have these triggers. And I'm like, but now, and like I said, listening to some of your podcasts, listening to people whine about their first experience, I was like, okay, did I sound like that? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sensitive to everybody. I'm not making, I get it. I'm not making fun because I went through it. I did. Yeah. But in hindsight, I would say to anybody that had that experience who feels like they were scammed, who feels like, you know, whatever they were taking advantage of, look, we're all adults, yeah. you know, we're going to house parties. We're going to sex clubs. If you're we're going to a couple's house. Their intention is to fuck. Yeah, especially if right. they're experienced. What do yeah. you, you? You have to know this is what you're signing up for. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's a good point because I think a lot of our listeners will go out to an event for the first time, and you know we always talk about setting up boundaries, but they don't even know what boundaries yeah. to talk about before right. they get Right, exactly. We had no idea what we were getting into. I think I remember listening to one of your podcasts where you guys said that you had went on flirty dates for a really long time before you even played with another couple. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I mean, even after that, I think you had kind of a rough experience, right? Yeah. 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 We, it took uh, us a year. For an entire year, we went on a bunch of dates, dinner, just flirty dates. Mm-hmm. Really, we weren't playing. We were we would go to the swing club, but we would enjoy the club aspect, yeah. right? We'd dance, we'd drink, we'd be social. Yeah. We became the couple that was known as, hey, careful, that couple doesn't play. Yeah. And yeah. That, that was us yeah. because we just, we would go all the time, mm-hmm. but we'd never do anything. And we would yeah. say no to people because we were just so scared and we yeah. were Paranoid. Body, bodily yeah. fluids. And now yeah. I want, yeah. I want the right. bodily yeah. fluids. I want, I want them in my mouth. You know, I want, yeah. I want the bodily fluids from her. From Lynn. No, but here, here's the other thing, man. So Lynn fucked two guys at the club. Ryan, you got hard for a while, and it was probably just the, it's overwhelming. the, the typical guy with a lot of data, a lot mm-hmm. of message units. Yeah. You're excited. You're overloaded. Your senses, what's going on. You've got your emotions. It makes it very, very difficult to maintain a, an erection when you're just fucked, when your mind is everywhere mm-hmm. and you know, your emotions you are just, yeah, you're riding high. It's like the people who drink Red Bull, vodka, smoke a joint, and then they go do another drug. And it's like everything's just going up and down and up and down. So yeah. I think the beautiful thing is that they call Viagra and Cialis. They call that swinger insurance for mm-hmm. a reason. Now, yeah. that's like a Band-Aid. Now, you could get that. As long as, you know, your doctor says you're clear for it and you're good to go, that's something that you could take just to fuck around. But there's nothing like getting to the root of health and, you know, hitting the staple exercises, right? The squats, the big leg extensions and, you know, the natural testosterone production, getting those rock hard erections so that whenever you are in another situation with heightened signals and yeah. a little bit of anxiety or an excitement, right. your dick is going to say, I don't give a fuck. I'm still hard right now. You could hang a wet towel off this sucker right here. I'm going to smash. right? I'm going to smash, you know, no matter what. I don't give right. a fuck. I mean, all that serves to create your erection and make it even more rock hard. So it's just really about how you channel that information. And I think this would be helpful for the listeners out there that have experienced the same. I challenge you guys to channel the nervous energy into an energy of being a superior being. Hey, I need to keep this bloodline sacred. I need to keep the earth alive. Only this girl and me are alive and I need to fucking get her pregnant because we need 
the human population to thrive because, you know, and I paint all all these scenarios in my head, like global cataclysms and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm the last guy with Angelina Jolie. You got to do it. I got to I got to get her pregnant. Come on. So my dick needs to fucking work. So, I mean, you know, without putting too much pressure on yourself, (laughs) you put a nice goal out there. Right. And all of this will serve to help get that penis rock hard. But again, you need the foundation of health. Right. Good cardio. Good diet. Go ahead. Let me give you just a little more data. At that moment, I was healthier than I'd been in all 44 years of my life. But let me even give you another. I had taken 100 milligrams of Viagra and it still didn't work. Still, yeah. yeah. And and let me explain. And I figured it out. Yeah. So Lynn has a name for me. She calls me the BDMF, the big dick motherfucker. Nice. I like that. I want to see it. Okay. You you, you need to prove it. Okay. It is reality, but it's more than just that. Like I have opened and worked for Grammy winners, right? I have done it. I have lived. I am the badass big dick motherfucker. She she tries to pump me up, right? Like yeah. you are the mo- you, whatever you've set your mind out to do, you've ac- you've been successful at every fucking thing you've ever done. Yeah. But what happened that night? I allowed the BDMF to disappear, and I got in my head, and I wasn't even turned on. There was so much anxiety and stress in me over this situation. I'm her protector and and I'm trying to process. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like I wasn't even sexually aroused. So you can't allow yourself to get in that space. It's like you said, you know, the mental just relax and be healthy and and, and 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 realize you're trying to have fun. It's for fun. It's, you're connecting with your lover and I just allowed myself to go so far in my head, I wasn't yeah. even, there was not even one thing that was sexually aroused to me. And right. that is not yeah. a good place to be in a sex club when you're in a swinging situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's a pro tip for the listeners. Make sure if you need a jump start from your wife that you talk about it beforehand and you might consider starting with your wife because she knows your tricks. She knows your body. Mm-hmm. You're safe. You're not watching her fuck two random dudes with large wieners. You're not even there yet. Sometimes you just need your wife to give you a jump start. Yeah. To start that dick up. Right. With a dick suck, you know, put it in her a little bit, you know, nice and warm. Try that, guys, because sometimes if you are not getting that erection and all of a sudden blood flow just stops flowing to your penis. Now it's going to be super, super difficult because if you take a look at the science of how Viagra works and Cialis, once the blood gets in there, mm-hmm. it has this vaso effect and you're going to have that effect beforehand before the fucking blood gets in there, man. So now you're really hurting yourself. So here's this other deal. Don't be scared to ask your wife for a jump start. And it might be a good idea to just start off slowly with your wife and then go into the swap, yeah. then branch out, then start integrating yourself into the group little by little. And it's okay to come back to your wife a little bit, to your spouse, to your husband. It's okay to come back and do some touch points as long as it's not really interrupting the play too much. It's okay to do that from time to time just to make sure the dick is responding. I've noticed that Mm-hmm. It, it happens to people. I watch people at swing clubs. Oh, yeah. I've had to do this with my lady. It happened to me. And that helped. I mean, I had her suck me in the bathroom of a swing club one time when I had a dick issue. Yeah. And it worked beautifully in the bathroom. And I should have done that in the playroom with her before ending the play session and walking out pissed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. we're here to talk about you. No one wants to hear my shit. Well, um, that's exactly what we had talked about in the car. And it just it just fell apart. It yeah. just didn't. It's, it's our fault. It just didn't happen. You yeah. got excited. Now, yeah, We were excited. Now, 
What we did after that, just to give a 30 second to wrap that up, after that, we decided, hey, let's reclaim all this. Let's fix this because we love the lifestyle, everything to do with it. We love it. the atmosphere. We love the, the atmosphere, feeling open, feeling yeah. free. Yeah. Let's go back and reclaim the experience. So we started going back to this particular club and, you know, just we're, us. Just us. Mm-hmm. And everybody's always trying to hook up with us, but we would, for a while, we didn't do that. We yeah. would just go dance and then just put on a show and fuck for everybody. Yep. And the last time we went, there was like 50 fucking people like around, like kissing, touching, just watching us fuck. So we did <laughs> that several times. And man, that really started just to yeah. wash things and just yeah. like the positive, positive experiences. experiences. And we, we reclaimed. Yeah. Yes. We re- reclaimed it all within ourselves and turned it all around. And, uh, that really allowed us to move forward right. by turning that negative space. That neg- yeah. So now we, we view it all positively. I, I, I now view the first experience as positive. Right. I see it as like, hey, man, that, that's part of, our, it is part of our journey. Yeah. We fucked up. You know, everybody does. Uh, Absolutely. Now, how, how soon after your first, you know, that orgy experience at the club, did you go back to the club? The next week. Was it the next week? Was it the next week or two weeks after? I think it was two weeks. It was, it was pretty fast. Either right. way, it was pretty quick. Right. So yeah. whatever discussions you went through, you got over that pretty quickly and just decide. And I think that's important for people to understand if you do have an awkward experience in a discussion, it happens quite often. You're not the only ones. And the best thing you can do is, you know, say everything you have to say and start moving forward. And you move forward by, you know, having that discussion, maybe setting boundaries, trying to deciding together that you might do things a little differently the next time and then get back out there. Exactly. The, o- the only way out is through. Yeah. Well, that's what right. we figured out. Right. You know, so, just push through. That's the only way out. So that's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I know our listeners will get a lot of benefit from hearing that story and realizing there is light at the end of that tunnel if you ever go down, you know, that little dark tunnel. Now, have you guys found another couple that you want to fuck already? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, uh, our uh, Cassidy is Lynn Ryan. We're open for business. <laughs> But with that said, uh, yes, we have seven or eight probably yeah. that, that we're now in December. He had a procedure and um, I had a surgery in December yeah. that kind of threw us out for yeah, a month so and a half. He had like a six week recovery. So we were kind of out, but we were still talking and making friends yeah. and connecting. Mm-hmm. And everybody was very willing to wait. Everybody was. Because I had a yeah. procedure then in January too, and I'm just about healed up from that. Yeah. And, and we went on a date. We actually went on a date, but I wasn't totally healed. And we did make out, but we didn't actually swap. But we are going to see them again. And then we've got a date tomorrow night. Nice. We have a date tomorrow night, which is Saturday night, and then he's got to. Okay, up. yeah. So we're gonna. Okay, so we're gonna go to the date tomorrow night. God knows what's gonna happen, and Sunday morning. I will drive back two hours to be back at church, like at seven a.m. to lead worship. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So give us kind of the idea of what's about to happen on this date. Are you two? Are you two meeting the, another couple at a bar for drinks? Do you already have a hotel room well, booked where y'all are gonna meet? <laughs> <laughs> We're meeting them. They're going to a stay at a, uh, the other couple uh, are staying at a very, very high end hotel and they want us to meet there first for drinks. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen? So they have a room already. Are you prepared yeah. to fuck this couple if they want to do it? They're pretty fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, they are. That sounds pretty- like a yes. W- would you guys do it? Would you smash or what? Yeah, fuck it. 
Yeah, I think Yeah, so. we will. Yeah. So you're prepared to play if it goes there tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's hot. I love that. Now, so besides this orgy that you experience at the club and this date you guys have going on tomorrow that's probably going to end in some naughty play, are there any you know, big fantasies that you would like to fulfill in the lifestyle. I want to hear from Lynn first on this one, sweetie. She has a great voice, man. I want to hear her. I want to, I want to touch her like in a, but in a nice way, you know, like kind of like respectful, very respectful, like very soft. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, right in her kimchi. (laughs) I've been touching her through the whole interview. I was reading scripture. You know, he's a a multitasker. Um, I think my biggest fantasy, I think, when we started this was just to have a foursome with a couple that we really liked. And, you know, obviously we started out with a sixum, so that really wasn't on my bucket list at first. But, I mean, just a really good foursome with a couple that we all connect with, you know, because it's kind of hard to find a couple that you connect with four ways. Now, do you picture this foursome happening with everybody on the same bed and being able to reach out and touch your husband? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So like a nice puppy pile. Are you at the point where you'd consider like just, hey, a room with two beds, hey, swap, full swap. And would you be comfortable, Lynn, you being with the swap husband on one bed while your husband is on the other bed and just kind of playing in the same room? You feel comfortable with that? absolutely. Now, have you talked about separate room at all? Have have your fantasies taken you there? Like, ooh, adjoining rooms? We just recently started talking about that because at first I think it was a hard no because we were. Uh, I don't you know, think we new. understood it. Yeah, yeah we didn't understand. Yeah, because exactly it's like, but well, we're doing this together. You know, because one of her things is she finds extreme, extreme, extreme pleasure in watching me with another woman. Yes, so I seeing me, yeah, like her. she will come with me. You know, sure. just even thinking about it when we're having sex, she'll instantly come. Yeah, uh, but I'll tell you what happened that opened us to even just like. We, we're talking about it right now. We had a couple reach out to us who wanted to hot. meet. I'm talking hot on the level of like she fucking looks like. Remember when Pamela Anderson was still hot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Her mixed with Margot Robbie. And I mean, we're talking the hottest of the hot reached out to us nice. and they're like, we really like, and he's a good, they invited look. us to their birthday they party in- tonight. And we met, we started talking to them yeah. Wednesday. We sk- yeah. We skipped the party to do your podcast, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, damn it. Now, now you're going to make, well, fill me with guilt. They invited us to like their mansion on when we met them like Tuesday, Wednesday. And they're like, y'all come Friday to the birthday party. Y'all are yeah. hot. And so we're getting <laughs> pictures of them and looking at their profile and getting to know them talking on kick. They're sending pictures. And I mean, she is so fucking hot and he's a good looking guy he's too. Very hot too. And they're like, you know, we're open to do same room because we really want you guys to respect you, but we like separate room. Mm-hmm. So we get to talking like, Fuck. Right. Like, right. They're so fucking hot. You know, I, this is like, I mean, do, do we want to blow this? You know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. you know, so out of just our <laughs> lust and fantasy, we started like, eh, maybe I could do separate room for yeah, this one. Right. You know? <laughs> just this one. <laughs> I kind of like the idea a little bit. I was bit. like, that's obviously, I mean, you know, I think that we're starting to wrap our heads around it a little more. Mm-hmm. And we asked them why they prefer that. And and the husband said that you can just focus more on your play partner rather than worrying about what's going on with your spouse. And so that makes yeah. a whole lot of sense. I think we'll get there. We're yeah. on, we, you know, we're on, we're on our journey. I know we're, we're total, we're freaks. We're like-minded. 
and we're open to it. And we'll, we'll, I could see us eventually gravitate. And especially if we were with a couple that we were friends with Mm -hmm. and played with a lot. You already knew and were comfortable with for sure. Yeah. 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 That's when the separate room works the best, by the way. Yeah. When there's a lot of trust there. Okay. Cause I'm sure you, you probably have some couples that you guys are close with that. You've played with a lot. Probably. We, we go and, to the hotel, we have a drink, mm-hmm. and then we go to two separate hotel rooms. And then yes. uh, the logistics are very simple. Yeah. Like, hey, all right, so we have a drink in one of our rooms or down in the lobby, but generally because we have a small bar, we bring it with us. We meet in yeah. one of the rooms, right? And then, um, you know, we set up a little sensual sanctuary, like, you know, we, we talked about on the podcast, okay. you know, sensual lighting and music and all that. And then, uh, when we have a drink, we disappear and we say, okay, let's touch base in about uh, two hours. And then that's it. We'll, you know, we'll monitor, we'll kick each other in about 90 minutes to two hours. Oh, yeah. Where are we at? Just to, okay, we're all done. Yep. Okay. We're, we're cleaning up. And then we'll meet up again. Frequently, we'll go out to dinner as Have a group. A snack, yeah. yeah, but we'll fuck first, man. I mean, I don't Definitely. know about this waste of time going to dinner first business. For that three everyone, hours, yeah. So many people yeah. want to do that, but um, that's fine. Everyone has their own journey, and uh, we respect it. If someone, if someone's super hot, we're able to bend our rules. If they're yeah. super hot, <laughs> exactly. we'll go to dinner. Yeah. We'll go to dinner first. All right. <laughs> yeah, I say that it, it's funny that that's what uh, broached our barrier. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> just, this level was so extreme. Yeah. We were like looking at each other, like, eh, well, maybe you know, <laughs> I might could do that. Okay. You're, you're willing to bend the rules a little bit because you would like a nice opportunity with a hot couple, and yeah. you know, the lifestyle is all about momentum. So, when are you logistically going to be able to get together with this couple again? Again, if there are current invites to mm-hmm. their mansion exactly. to have you over, it's kind of nice to just seize the moment and take right. advantage of it. So anyway, right. just to wrap it up for the people who are actually excited to hear me yeah. talk about the separate room. So we would play first yep. and then we'd get together, go to dinner as a group, and then uh, we'd come back and do round two. And then generally we would just separate and then um, just go back to our spouses and yeah. then just, uh, you know, sometimes meet for breakfast in the morning. Not always. Right. But um do at least two rounds. The separate room is so, so hot. I do recommend it only when mm-hmm. you trust a couple, you've played with them before. Yes. And uh, you know them well. You, you know, you know where they live. It's not like some business traveler, single yeah. male that wants to take your wife into his room. None of that bullshit. Exactly. You know, just yeah. a nice, wholesome couple and having a great time. And that really does allow you to focus. Absolutely. And it's a different level of intensity because, hey, mm-hmm. you reconnect after that. And it's a really, really wonderful thing. And right now, my, my wife, she's rolling her eyes going, ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> because you, you feel it's a different level of naughtiness. You're right. It's like, wow, I'm all alone with this person. Yeah. I've actually found that the guys tend to be more open and vocal and passionate when they're in that separate room situation when their wife is not with an earshot and judging their moves yeah, sounds exactly yeah so. and then they can really mentally focus on me per se let's say di- i'm the one on the other end let's be honest here yeah. their dicks work better and their dicks work better when there's Absolutely. privacy they get yes. hard yep yeah, yeah. And they well, stay hard the funny thing about lynn is is that the louder i am the freakier i get she likes that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm blessed in the fact that I have somebody who wants me to like say sick, crazy shit yeah. with the other woman and yeah. just be, be wild. Dirty daddy. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just crazy. So I, I but I could see exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. with a couples that the guy feels uncomfortable. Uh, I could see that. 
You guys are a perfect candidate for one hotel room, two beds, oh, adjoining sure. rooms, or maybe at a home, you know, two yeah. two bedrooms next to each other with the doors open. You can still hear everything. Exactly. And that's how separate room kind of fell into our lap. I was at the point when we started the lifestyle where separate room, hall passes, that was a, you know, fuck no. There's no way. That was a definite hard stop. Exactly. It was like, no, we're not going to do that shit. No. And then when we finally had a few successful full swaps under our belt, we ended up meeting up with this couple at their home and we knew why we were there, but we were really comfortable with them. And, you know, the girl came out and said, after we'd been in their hot tub for a little while, my husband went into the house with her. To and, make drinks and stuff. Yeah. yeah refresh our drinks. Yeah. And then she comes up to me and her husband and said, you guys are in this room. And then she took my husband over to into her master bedroom and we were just down the hall from each other within earshot. So that's how separate room kind of fell into our lap. And the whole time home, we were going, oh, my God, that was so hot. That was so amazing. We love that shit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's our favorite. Now, we actually put that on a profile now. We love separate room only because when we notice people have separate room as an option on their Cassidy profile, Mm -hmm. we know that there's a ton of trust there. Yeah. Now, we don't want to separate a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't want to separate people, but we love to see it on the profile because we know that there's no bullshit, no drama. Mm -hmm. And... You're never going to meet a couple who like hates each other, which is why they want separate room. It's generally they love each other so much that they want the best for each other. And frequently the woman knows that her man performs better. And sometimes like it's happened to us. I'll get paired up with a uh, with a woman who's kind of funny with a nice sense of humor. And I'm fucking joking with her. And we're, ha- yeah. and we're laughing in bed and my wife gets pissed at me. She's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm trying to do this here, you know? <laughs> because the girl's making me laugh. I'll give you an example. We, I'll, I'll give, right, just right now. Yeah. This funny girl, I say, I say to her, are you, are you okay with some coconut oil? I have some coconut oil. And she goes, um, well, I'm highly allergic to coconut. I'll die, but that's okay. Just call 911 in five minutes. Go ahead and put it on. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so we're just fucking around with each other. And then she starts queefing a little bit. We're, we're fucking, right? <laughs> and then I say to her, have you ever seen the show? I'm going to recommend it to you. I think you're going to love it. It's called 24. The main actor is Queefer Sutherland. <laughs> So we're, we're and I hear that and I'm like, we're what laughing. the fuck are you guys talking about? And it's distracting my wife because we're in the same room. She's like, and the other husband too. Yeah, she's like, you guys need to go in your own fucking room next time. And so anyway, <laughs> so funny. did you find? Did you find the more successful experiences you had, you relaxed? Yes. Like, oh yeah. You, you started to like trust. Okay, this is going to be okay. We're going home and everything's great. And and over time, you when that separate room happened that trust was enough where you were like, hey, let's just go with it. Yeah, it's amazing. And I do want to put out a disclaimer there. We are not advocating and we're not trying to convince people that they should do a separate room. We just like to talk about the positive aspects of it because we love it, man. And yeah, yeah, we just wanted to mention it. But um, I think for the the standard listener, the average person who's uh, listening to us right now, you know, don't separate at first. I mean, just... Stick together, yeah. be in the same room. We love a hotel room with two beds. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I believe that the hospitality industry does that for swingers only because <laughs> even if you have children, you get them in their own room. You don't want them in right next to you necessarily. Right. You, know, you just get them a, you know, a room adjoining or down the hall. Don't bother me. Put the kids in another room if they're, of course, you know, old enough. But yeah, yeah. Guys, man, you guys are so, so cool. I love the religious aspect. I love the, yeah. the your angles on 
the spiritual background on the religious guilt. Absolutely. And what other question did we have about religion, sweetie? Because I'm looking at the clock and I want to make sure they're okay. Uh, they're in a different time zone. Oh, sure. we're, good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. I think that if I uh, continue to go down, I, I mean, I don't want to get redundant, you know, okay. because mm-hmm. I think I think I hit all the major. Yeah, I think you covered it. I made a pretty good argument, I think, for the positive, you know, okay, uh, as that ultimately the whole story is love. Absolutely. And in terms of the what you were mentioning about love, right? There's a great book that I read years and years ago. It's by Dr. Brian Weiss. It's called only love is real. Mm-hmm. And this is a gentleman who does a lot of past life regression therapy and real cool stuff. Total skeptic. He was like, fuck that. That doesn't exactly. exist. And then his patients in the chair yeah. would start recounting events from his life and from their lives. And then two different people describing other events That's that right. he was able to correlate and say, dude, my patient from Tuesday and my patient from Sunday were talking about the same damn event. I know. And his famous book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Same um, author, Dr. Brian Weiss. That topic of only love is real. You touched upon it. And I think that's very powerful because if you take a look at the universe, I mean, what's real out there besides mathematics, harmony, melody, uh, music? I mean, what else is timeless besides all that good stuff and love, man? That's it. I mean, we could... We could go over everything again, and I could continue to read scripture and make arguments on all sides. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, the purveying message of the Bible and the majority of faiths out there is love. Love is in every fiber. The entire fabric of the universe is created with love. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. I, I don't know else. That's your answer. That's the whole answer to the reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, do you love your significant other? Do you feel closer and more in love? Does your relationship become more powerful? Can you conquer the world together now? You yes. know, that's it. And, I mean, we you can set and nitpick and worry about whatever. And, and yeah, just be prepared. I'm not advocating going and saying we're swingers, you know, because that's not going to go well. I'm not advocating Mm -hmm. that because you will not be accepted, but I'm telling you the truth. Let go of the guilt and look towards the love. I I think uh, Ryan, if you're going to wear a priory society shirt to church, make sure you get the privacy (laughs) version. The one that does not have the podcast name on it. Just the, just the star, you know, that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, and it's all blurred out on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Knights Templar cross, fleur de lis. Hey, oh. I, I love the Da Vinci Code. It can mean anything. Me. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, wow. um, you'll certainly meet other freaky people when they look at you and give you a secret thumbs up or a little wink, oh, like, "Hey, yeah. I know, I know about you." But um, yeah, I think for the people who are active in their church, you know, we get messages all the time from people going to spiritual retreats, going to big concerts with Hillsong or, you know, all the other big bands. And they'll yeah. do this, you know, three day prayer sessions. But mm-hmm. on their way there, they're listening to our podcast and, the, and they're yes. saying, we enjoy this. We love the fact that we can do both and we don't feel bad about it. We feel like we have free will. And uh, we are on a path and we are good people. You know, we're not hurting people. We're not stealing from people, except that couple that tried to steal our Bluetooth speaker in Las Vegas. Wow. Um, swingers. But, um, you know, you're not hurting people. You're having fun and you're maximizing your existence and you're creating some wonderful memories and some wonderful rocking chair stories for your advanced ages. And I mean, wow. What other great stories um, 
you know, can you imagine just comparing notes, you know, down many years down the road about how, you know, you would have fun in New Orleans and then you guys down in Texas and you fucking your church buddies. Yeah. You know, which has happened. It has happened. Have you guys (laughs) fucked someone at church in the church? Not at church. Okay. That was a fantasy of mine. Yeah, I I bet. But what? so church people, you're you're saying that you played with some church people? Yes. One person. One person. Oh, you did? Well, Okay, was this I might have fucked some church people previously, yeah. but that's another story, yeah, another, another podcast. Story. Yeah, for sure. But yes, we have uh, played with a church friend. Now you did a threesome? Yes. yes. Super hot or what? Oh, it, gosh, it was fucking. Was so it, it was fucking amazing. Okay, yeah. so was, this was after your orgy at the club? Yes. 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 Okay. Is this person a female or a dude? Female. Female. Oh, so you guys fucked a chick. And now, does she know you guys are swingers, or did it just kind of happen? Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. She's yeah. very open-minded as well, yeah. which is how it came about. I actually organized the whole thing. She did organize <laughs> it. Did you guys get a hotel room, or did you invite her over, or where did you well, guys we got, do it? We got, we got a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. An extended session, or like a quick half an hour couple thing? Hours. It was a couple hours. It was a couple hours. Wow. I like it. It's good, huh? How many times? I think I made her come four or five times yeah. and Lynn came two or three times. Yeah. And you were just great. You were just plugging holes, Ryan. That's because you you're a big was, dick motherfucker. I was, make, I, I was making up for the first session. Yeah, we fucked the was, shit out of him. Uh, yeah, they, they, I, I, I gave it, <laughs> hey, I gave it every, I left it all on the field, man. Yeah, I gave did. it everything I had. <laughs> did you take a hundred milligram of Viagra again? Well, actually, I discovered the wonders of Cialis, actually. But hey, whatever works, right? Yeah, whatever uh, yeah. works for the person out there. I of mean, course. they know what's going to work he, better he for them. He had no issues whatsoever. I did not that night. It was a totally different ball game. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So you just squirted semen everywhere. Uh, yeah, something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, would yeah, you? I, she was a squirter, by the way. Oh, the oh shit! So, did you guys have two beds? Or no, no it was it just was one, one big bed. Okay. We just all got in the bed and just went nuts. Yep. The magic of having two beds is that one can be designated as a play bed for the people who do squirt, you know, the chicks yep. sometimes, will, you know. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. It's okay. a benefit. No, I mean, you don't have to sleep in the wet spot. I mean, there's a, a listener that talked to us about a couple they were with, and the woman shit the bed. So <laughs> oh, my God. She did. She, she did. shit the bed, a couple logs. Yeah, she left it there. Yeah, they just covered it with a towel. Oh, yep. my so in that case, it would be nice to have a, a separate bed so you didn't have to sl- <laughs> uh, sleep on the li- Lincoln logs. <laughs> and you don't know what kind of diet she has. You know, they could be uh, stinky sinkies instead of fluffy floaties, you know, oh real dense. But um, <laughs> one thing, <laughs> one thing we, uh, you know, I'm happy you talked uh, mm-hmm. about your threesome. Because we can uh, end the podcast on a nice positive note. Oh, hell yeah. Because you fucking made all of our listeners all guilt and their consciousness all guilty and shit with all your initial scripture reading about how swinging is so bad and adultery is so bad. But I'm glad we came full circle and we're able to talk about, you know, the love component. I would hope that you guys would come back and share some additional adventures and escapades that you end up having with your- an update episode. Give us about four or five months. We'll have not, <laughs> we'll have about twenty stories for yeah. you. And you guys are you, you've gotten beyond the drama. You've gotten beyond all yeah. of the the hurt and the yeah. initial conversations. Ryan, you're saying that our podcast helped you understand some of those feelings that you were having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I just uh, I, I worked through it, and I realized even in that worst moment we were still closer than we just kept getting closer. Yeah. You know, even after that, 
And we had never been the honesty and the truth and the love and the passion had never been greater. Even after, so my thinking started, even after listening to your podcast and just analyzing it, started to twist it like, my gosh, even this bad experience was great. Yeah. You know, it was great for us. And after going through these initial few months of playing and actually meeting, going live in the lifestyle, what would you tell newbies or people that haven't played yet or haven't gone to a swinger club or an event or a meet and greet? What kind of advice would you guys give couples who are just thinking about the lifestyle or really, really brand spanking new in the lifestyle that would help them? Um, I think I would say that communication is probably one of the biggest aspects. I mean, don't get drunk. Don't. Okay. Yeah. Not the first time. Trash. Not the right. first time. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, you want to loosen up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Be very aware of how much you're drinking and, and your significant other needs to be aware of how much you're drinking as well. Yes. That, that was where I failed. I didn't comprehend the level of intoxication. No, she had. Yeah. I knew where I was, but yeah. I didn't comprehend where she was. Because I went to college. I partied and I had. I don't think I've ever been as intoxicated as I was that last yeah, that yeah. night. Um, so definitely don't drink too much and just communicate with your partner. And it doesn't matter if it's awkward or if you have to pause during playing or you just have to, you know, make it's a your full relationship. Just, it's your relationship. Right. It's your marriage. It's your journey. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Most people are going to be forgiving and understand anyway. So just communicate and know. I'm in a sex club right now. Yes. This is what happens. I'm at a house party. Yes. This is what this happens. This is reality. I'm at yeah. a swinger's house that are very experienced. This is what happens. Just know. It's no longer a fantasy. This it's is happening. what this is happening. I've walked into this situation. Just be mindful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you guys for being on with us. Just we're going to do a little wrap up now, but I just want to say it's been wonderful having you on the podcast and great advice. Absolutely. Too. And diving into a topic that so many of our listeners have messaged us about because they're experiencing the exact same thing. They've got this guilt about opening their marriage to having sex with other people, but they're having so much fun and it's been such a boost and an enhancement to their relationship. And it just, it's been an amazing ride so far. So sweetie, what did you want to say? About yeah, that? We got a message from a listener that said, I listened to a podcast on the swinging lifestyle and it wasn't us. And the host said that they had a different perspective, by the way, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. Christian swinging. The host of that podcast said, that Jesus would be sitting with me inside the jacuzzi at Desire Resorts in Mexico because he's so forgiving and he would be next to me helping me through my scenario. And I, and I sat there and I, now I'm reading this, right? And this person's explaining, I want to hear your perspective from the Priory Society because I'm being told from another show that they're saying that Jesus Christ would be in the jacuzzi at an adult nude resort yeah. where fuck happens. Well, that's where that's yeah. why people go there. It's all nude and it's free booze. I mean, what else happens yeah, there, right? Exactly. And that their perspective wasn't enough for our listener. The listener was like, uh, yeah, Sounds I don't know right. about, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm going to have, right? So, I, you know, I don't know. Do, do, do you subscribe to that? That the Lord or the, you know, the Savior He's would be there helping you. you seal the deal with a couple? I don't know, man. I didn't. That was a little weird to me. That is very bizarre. Yeah, I, I was, I was a little yeah. bit thrown off and I was like, you know what? Just hang tight. We're going to do an episode on it. Exactly. We'll give you a different perspective yeah. on it. And I think 
you did wonderful, man, mm-hmm. uh, sharing your perspective. And uh, I believe that the people that have messaged us will finally get a little bit of closure and a little clarity. bit of uh, clarity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. That's the perfect word on their um, their struggles that they've been having. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I think you, if you can be a person, a spiritual person and a Christian person and a good person, and you can do that and you can. You can have moments where you let loose. Yeah, exactly. Let loose and help your spouse become sexually fulfilled and empowered and gratified and just be there for your spouse and your partner in life in a way that really no other relationship has done. So, and that's the beautiful thing is making the bond between you and your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the status of your relationship is, making that stronger by keeping each other happy and you experience it together and you grow closer together. So whatever church you went to, whatever building you went to to worship or pray or whatever that is, it's okay to still be that spiritual person and a Christian person and a good loving person and experiment in the swinging lifestyle. And you can kind of match the two successfully. Yeah. Fuck others. Yeah. (laughs) Do unto others as you would like to have them do you. Yeah. Full swap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we really appreciate you being on the show with us. And thanks again, Lynn and Ryan, for being on with us. And just real quick before we go, how can our listeners find you guys on the swingers dating websites? You guys mentioned you have profiles on several sites. Give us your profile name on the sites you're most active on. Okay, on Cassidy, Swinger Zone Central, and SDC.com, we're Lynn Ryan. And how do you spell that? L-Y-N-N-R-Y-A-N. Okay. And then on Double Date Nation, we're very active. It's Christy Ryan. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. So our listeners can perv on you guys over there. Go look at that booty <laughs> and the pretty face. And I'm not talking about you, Ryan. Talking yeah, but it's, it's not bad either. <laughs> well, right. Actually, Ryan's pretty hot. I well, gotta say. actually, oh, my- oh shit. <laughs> I've been holding back a little bit because mm. I've seen the pictures, but you guys, he's very pleasant on the eyes. Yeah, yeah he's pretty <laughs> easy on the eyes. Yeah. Would you do him or what? I'd smash. Yeah. Yeah. You- so fuck. Let's go. Dude, right. <laughs> we have to meet you uh, over there at the Hilton Garden Inn at the uh, off the expressway. All right, <laughs> <laughs> off the expressway. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for being with us, and we will see y'all on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Love, enlightenment, pleasure, the Priory Society Podcast.